Welcome to another episode of Today's Followers with Michelle Ballard. Today, we will continue to be exploring the theme of cultivating contentment in our lives. Contentment does not come from possessions, position, or power. Contentment from within and from being in a right relationship with God. You cannot have hidden sin in your life and be content. You may have things from your past that you have kept hidden for years that you need to talk with somebody. You won't be content until you deal with it. The more you hide from things, the more that they are going to chase you. You may walk away from the physical problem, but you will carry it with you in your soul, in your mind, and in your memories. You need to let the Holy Spirit into those places in your life that you have pain and let him give you directions on how you should go about getting healing and complete wholeness in those areas of your life. It may be getting professional help, reading Christian books, talking to a trusted friend, or watch and listen to a Christian leader that can help you get your issues resolved and allow God to bring healing in those areas of your life. You cannot hide from the things that are hurting you. You cannot ever be content if you keep pushing your issues away. I am reminded of the image of an ostrich sticking its head in the sand. Just because you cannot see the problems or situations around you does not mean that they will go away. No matter how painful or stressful your issues from your past may be, you need to deal with those issues in your life so you can move on with the rest of your life. If you are someone here that you have never given your life to Christ Jesus, then you will never be truly happy. I don't care what possessions you own or what positions you have achieved or who you may know. You will never be happy without God being the center of your life because you were created by God for God. I will also say that if you have one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the world, that you are not going to be truly happy. So if you are living your life being half in the ways of this world and half of God's ways, then today is the day for you to become fully committed to Christ Jesus. A truth that we have to come into agreement with is you need to get on God's program because he is not going to get on yours. Contentment is the result of righteousness, right standing with God. Discontentment means to be unhappy, not satisfied, or a sense of resistment. Discontented people resent people who have the things that they want and many times will become judgmental towards people having thoughts like, they don't need a house that big or drive a car that nice. It is very rare for someone to be judgmental towards someone if they have exactly the same thing as the other person. We need to guard our hearts and our minds against greed. Greed is a big problem and we have each have to fight against greed like we have to fight against all other sins that we have come across. Greed always says more, more, more. The society that we live in today is a society of wanting more. It tells you, I've already got 10, but I want another one. I want more. 
You cannot be greedy and live the life that Jesus died for and wants you to live. When we are born into this world, we are born selfish. But when we give our hearts to Christ Jesus, we become generous, born-again believers, a giver. You will have such joy in your life when you start to become a generous giving person. But we've got to conquer that greed part of ourselves that says, but what about me? Greed is the sole root of being discontent. And we have got to guard our hearts and our minds against greed. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, it says, I have known you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remembered the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Living a life of generosity in every way, such as how you tip the waitstaff at a restaurant, be generous with compliments and encouragement to others, be generous by smiling at people that you may meet today. If you live your life by being generous than being greedy, then God will give you the things that he wants you to have. If we try to live by trying to make others happy, by being generous, then God will use other people in this world to make you happy and to answer some of the prayers that you have been asking God to answer. You need to be willing and open to freely receive from other people when they want to give you things. There are so many people in this world that have a difficult time receiving from others. We need to be good givers and we need to be good receivers. It gets irritating when someone is trying to refuse something that you are trying to give them by saying, no, 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 that's okay, in almost a false humility tone and posture, when in reality, they really do want what you're trying to give them. Just stop the false humility and receive what someone is trying to give you and to bless you with. You can ask God for absolutely anything that you want, but do not be discontent if God doesn't answer your prayer exactly the way you want and within the time frame you want it and God gives you something different instead. During times in your life, you need to guard your hearts toward greed. A greedy spirit stirs up conflict, but those who trust in the Lord will prosper. Greed must be a major thing because in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11, it says, But now I'm writing to you so that you would exclude from your fellowship anyone who calls himself a fellow believer and practices sexual immorality or is consumed with greed or is an idolater or is verbally abusive, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't mingle with them, or even have a meal with someone like that. The definition of slander is the action or crime of making a false spoken statement damaging to a person's reputation, to make false and damaging statements about someone. How many Christians slander other people and don't think it's a problem? How many grouchy, complaining, greedy, ungrateful people do you hang out with? The Apostle Paul tells us that we should not hang out with these kind of people because whatever is on them may jump on you and you might start acting like and talking like them. 
Be mindful of who you spend your time with in your life. You need to surround yourself with people that truly live their lives glorifying God the Father. Be mindful of the music and podcasts you listen to or TV shows, movies, online videos that you may watch. What you allow in your life is what you will become. What you allow in your life is what will come out of you. A phrase that I have heard many times about this is, if you put garbage in, you will get garbage out. You can hang around non-believers of Christ Jesus just as long as you are affecting them and they are not infecting you. Be mindful to not take on what they are trying to give away. For example, be cautious of talking to certain co-workers or friends about marriage problems. A lot of times, they will jump on the trash your spouse wagon and tell you all the reasons why he or she is not good for you, all the ways that they are mistreating you, and that you should leave your spouse and divorce them and go find you somebody else that will treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Instead of giving you godly counsel and wisdom from the Bible and to pray with you for your healing and restoration of your relationship with your spouse, Be mindful of who you are spending your time with. Greed is a demon spirit and the devil hates a generous person that blesses others and fathers the kingdom of God. God wants you to prosper. The devil wants you to have nothing so you will have nothing to give. Giving is so much fun. It gets your mind off of yourself and onto others. Listen to what people around you say. Truly listen to them and then take action on ways that you can bless them. Stop asking God for him to do things that you are too lazy to do or you just don't want to do them. Make the devil mad. Generosity is a form of spiritual warfare. In Malachi chapter 3 and verses 10 and 11, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Seek to be good to other people. If God asks you to do something, don't be one of those people that require many signs or confirmation that it was truly God that was asking you to do something. Don't say, now God, if this is really you, let's make the devil mad and bless people that God brings into your lives. Generosity is a weapon. Hiding all your money in a bank somewhere is not going to make you happy. I'm not saying you should not save your money or prepare for the future. In regards to money, we need to have the mindset of save some, spend some, and give some. One of the problems with the church today is that we've handed over to the government the job of taking care of everyone instead of the church doing what God has instructed us to be doing, to be givers. The attitude of contentment has a voice. 
it says that you trust God, you are thankful for what you have, be content with what you have, and God will release more as he knows you are ready. Contentment is the doorway to happiness. It is spiritual warfare against the devil. If you are not content, then you are looking in all the wrong places for fulfillment. Remember that things cannot satisfy. Only God himself and being in his will for your life can satisfy you completely. If you are not satisfied in your life, do not seek the things this world has to offer, but seek God himself. Now that we have explored the biblical foundations of contentment, let's discuss some practical steps that we can take to cultivate contentment in our daily lives. These include practicing gratitude, focusing on the present moment, setting realistic expectations, and finding joy in simple pleasures. Additionally, cultivating a spirit of generosity and actively helping others can also contribute to our own contentment. In a world that often encourages us to constantly strive for more, finding contentment can be challenging. However, by looking into biblical teachings on contentment and adopting practical steps, we can begin to shift our mindset and find inner peace and satisfaction. Remember, true contentment lies in our relationship with God and appreciating the blessings we already have. Brothers and sisters, I encourage you to place your trust in God's perfect plan for your life. He knows your needs and your desires. Seek God's abundant joy and peace instead of chasing the fleeting happiness this world offers. Cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Spend time counting your blessings and focus on eternal treasures rather than temporary pleasures. Remember, contentment is not about complacency, but about finding true fulfillment in the presence of our loving Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to today's episode on cultivating contentment. I hope the message that has been spoken has inspired you to embrace contentment and seek lasting joy in Christ Jesus. Until next time, stay blessed.